Uh, good morning. This is the great thing about live radio is we had a great show lined up for you. Still do. Uh, but I don't know if we're going to get to it today because we just got the unclassified uh, unclassified Select Committee on Intelligence report. Uh, and we're going to read it to you. We just were handed it just a few minutes ago. We've been reading it. Um, it is interesting. It is uh, so far. I'm about three quarters of the way through and I don't see a problem with it. Um, but we'll let you decide and we'll go over it with a fine tooth comb. I want to talk to you about real estate agents. I trust we have over a thousand active agents and another 5,000 who are on a waiting list ready to join. But we want to, we want to make sure that we get only the best agents. And, and these are the people that share my vision on how real estate should be done all over the country. We named the company real estate agents. I trust, uh, dot com for a reason. It is not only the address, but it is also the whole spirit of the deal. I need to know that my real estate agent is going to work really hard for me, going to keep focused on me, uh, and knows how to price my house, knows how to sell my house, knows how to price the house I want to buy, and can negotiate that deal. And there is a system to it, and there's a reason why some are really successful. Those are the people we'll send your way. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Buy or sell a house the right way. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, no need to uh, beat around the bush. Uh, this was just handed to us just a few minutes ago. We have the whistleblower complaint that was written August 12th. It has just been declassified. We haven't even finished reading all the way through it, uh, but we're going to take it piece by piece, line by line, and you will hear the entire report. And we'll begin that in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, remember the Cheshire Cat in Alice in Wonderland? And his most famous line, we're all a little mad here. Well, welcome to 2019 in America. Congress is trying to impeach the president this week for, well, I don't know. Um, you know, they had to drop their attempt last week to impeach Kavanaugh base, baselessly so they could baselessly impeach the president this week. They're basically squirrels, you know, or dogs that are like squirrel, squirrel. They keep seeing a nut, something shiny in the wind, and they've got to move. The constant assault on our Constitution, the rule of law and liberty is something that is subsidized by many large corporations in the United States. And your cell phone company may be among them. Patriot Mobile. You know, we've we've often said, you know, I can't stop going to see movies because we're not making enough good movies, you know, with a conservative or a, a at least a common sense bent to it. I can't boycott Hollywood. I can't boycott Johnson and Johnson. What am I going to do? Well, you can. You can replace your cell company and get the same great service at a fraction of a cost, and you will ensure that your money is going for that service to a veteran-led company, uh, and they're not taking that money and uh, and spending it at Planned Parenthood, giving it to La Raza, giving it to anti-free speech movements. They're giving it to the things that you believe in. 
So now is the time. Put your money where your mouth is. Let your money do the work while you are on the phone. Switching is really easy. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call them at 877-367-7524. That's 877-367-7524 or just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. All right. To the Honorable Richard Burr, Chairman Select Committee on Intelligence, United States Senate, and the Honorable Adam Schiff, Chairman, Permanent Select uh, Committee on Intelligence, House of Representatives. Dear Chairman Burr and Chairman Schiff, I am reporting, this is the whistleblower now, this is August 12th, 2019, I am reporting an urgent concern in accordance with the procedures outlined in 50 USC, blah, 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 blah. This letter is unclassified when separated from the attachment. In the course of my official duties, I have received information from multiple U.S. government officials that the President of the United States is using his power of his office to solicit interference from a foreign country in the 2020 U.S. elections. Wow, that's quite a charge. The interference includes, among other things, pressuring a foreign country to investigate one of the President's main domestic political rivals— The president's personal lawyer, Rudolph Giuliani, is central figure in this effort. Attorney General Barr appears to be involved as well. Okay, so I want to set this out from the outset. In the course of my official duties, I have received information from multiple U.S. government officials. So in other words, what he's about to present, he has no firsthand knowledge of. But even if he did, what he's saying, I don't know if there's a problem. He said, over the past four months, more than half a dozen U.S. officials have informed me of various facts related to this effort. The information provided herein uh, was relayed to me in the course of official interagency business. It is routine for U.S. officials with responsibility for a particular regional or functional portfolio to share such information with one another in order to inform policymaking and analysis. So in other words, I want you to know we're not doing anything weird here. I was not a direct witness to most of the events described. Let me read that again. I was not a direct witness to most of the events described. However, I found my colleagues' accounts of these events to be credible because in almost all cases, multiple officials recounted a a fact pattern that was consistent with one another. In addition, a variety of information consistent with these private accounts has been reported publicly. Now, let me tell you something. First of all, we'll let you decide whether there's anything in this. But I just, I want you to know, I really, truly believe we would have read this document differently had the press and the intelligence community not spent the last three and a half to four years trying to take this president down on everything. This used to mean something when you'd have a so-called whistleblower But does anybody trust the press, the intelligence community, the DOJ, any of it? They have so discredited themselves that you don't know what's real and what's not. He says, I am deeply concerned that the actions described below 
constitute a serious or flagrant problem, abuse, or violation of law or executive order that does not include differences of opinions concerning public policy matters. It is consistent with the definition of an urgent concern in USC uh, 50, blah, blah, blah. I am therefore fulfilling my duty to report this information through proper legal channels to the relevant authorities. I am also concerned that these actions pose risk to the U.S. national security and undermine the U.S. government's efforts to deter and counter foreign interference in U.S. elections. To the best of my my knowledge, the entirety of this statement is unclassified when separated from the classified enclosure. Stu, do we have the classified enclosure? Was that there been... is a classified appendix which is attached to it. it. Okay, um, it's only a little bit of black boxes, right? Yeah, there's yes, I would. Yeah, I have endeavored endeavored to apply the classification standards outlined in Executive Order thirteen five twenty six and to separate out information that I know or have reason to believe is classified for national security purposes. If a classification mark, uh, marking is applied retroactively, I believe it is incumbent upon the classifying authority to explain why such a marking was applied and to which specific information it pertains. So here's his case. One, the 25th July presidential phone call. Now remember, we went over this yesterday. And because you may have missed yesterday's show and maybe really only heard uh, the reporting with ellipses, the media in newspaper, online, on television, on all fronts, used an ellipse, three, you know, dot, 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 used the ellipse to, to skip over five, about 540 words. Now, I've never seen that done before, but they removed almost an entire page between I have a favor to ask and could you look into Joe Biden? What, what those ellipses uh, took out was the president looking to say to the, the uh, president of the Ukraine, I, I, I need you to understand, we think you're surrounded by some of the bad guys that hacked into the DNC servers. That server is still lost. We need to know where that server is. We think one of the oligarchs, maybe in your circle, has it or knows where it is. We need to know that because we've been doing this investigation with uh, uh, Robert Mueller, and he's got nothing. He's been looking into me. He should be looking into Russia, and that those Russian oligarchs, have infiltrated your oligarchs, and we think they're working together. Now, that is national security. That's doing what the Congress and everybody else should have been doing, but they didn't. So here's how they describe the phone call in this whistleblower's report. Early in the morning of July 25, the president spoke by telephone with the Ukrainian president, uh, Zelensky. I do not know which side initiated the call, but this was the first publicly acknowledged call between the two leaders since a brief congratulatory call after Mr. Zelensky won the presidency on April 21st. 
Multiple White House officials with direct knowledge of the call informed me that after the initial exchange of pleasantries, the president used the remainder of the call to advance his personal interests. Stu, fact check. Uh, that's that the personal interest I mean, after they had uh yeah. exchange of pleasantries the president used the remainder of the call to advance his personal interests i mean it certainly wasn't the remainder of the call there was other things discussed as well um and you could certainly if you want to take the worst reading of trump's words that they were only about his own personal interest then you could say that to Here's, some degree. However, his personal interests seemingly align with a national interest correct. in that if correct. we had a vice president of the United States uh, p- participating in corruption related to favoring his child uh, and also m- a bunch of money over a billion dollars disappearing, that would be of the national interest of the United States. Sure would be. But beyond that, you know it wasn't in his personal interest because he said, I need you to look into apparently they call it crowd strike. He didn't yeah. even understand what he was talking about. It did seem like he was reading notes about what he was Correct. supposed to say. He to was briefed on, here's what you need to tell them to further the Russian investigation. That's a pretty big thing just to overlook, because that was the main thrust of the call and if you watched again uh you know mainstream news last night the way you understood everything we're talking about right now is dot 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 and yes that they didn't cover this they just said i want you to do me a favor can you look into joe biden and his son incredible not what happened doing this so we should play at some point today yeah okay multiple white house officials with direct knowledge informed me namely he sought to pressure ukrainian leader to take actions to help the president 2020 re-election bid that is untrue. He mainly, listen to this, he mainly sought to pressure the Ukrainian leader to take actions to help the president's 2020 re-election bid. He did not pressure him, first of all. He, no. he did not ask him to take uh, steps to help him in his re-election bid. Right. I mean, obviously, again, the worst reading of it, you could say that. Right. You could yes, say you he could. did use the word reciprocal. He uh, he did ask for things. And you could say if you're the president of Ukraine, the president of the United States is mentioning stuff. It goes to the top of your heap of of, of, of things to do. Of course. It right. Does. So you could you can but argue that, these things. But again, a lot of assumption here. But that was not a legal not, case. Yeah. And that was not the first thing on the list. Right. The first thing on the list was help us investigate and stop Russia from taking your military apart and interfering in our elections Mm -hmm. we need this information can you find this totally legitimate totally legitimate all right back in just a second with more let me just take a quick break one minute and we're right back into this i want to tell you about alex alex had spent her whole life with stomach pain she said when i was little my father would make me drink cow's milk even though i would complain of pain immediately afterwards she said it was understandable because this is, you know, she she grew up in Taiwan in the 1970s and he was a proud papa that he could afford cow's milk. And so drink it. It's good for you. Well, at age 40, Alex tried 23andMe on a friend's recommendation. Well, it turns out that she had the genetic likelihood of being lactose intolerant. So after going to the doctor, she's now on a lactose free diet. She's healthy. She's energetic. And she doesn't have to worry about this anymore. 
She enjoys life with her young daughter and her husband. She doesn't have to deal with the pain in her stomach. And no one's around anymore saying drink milk. 23andMe can not only help unlock your past, but it might affect your future as well. 23andMe, they don't diagnose disease or describe overall likelihood of developing any disease. However, 23andMe tests selected genetic variants. And the 23andMe.com slash Beck is where you can find all of the information of what they do. Order your health plus ancestry kit at 23andMe.com slash Beck and meet your genes and 125 personal genetic reports. To know better who you are, you need to know where you came from. To know where you're going, you need to know who you are. That's the number 23andMe.com slash Beck. Break for 10 seconds, then back to the report. All right, Stu, have you seen anything big that we have we have already read that we need? Or Yes, there's one very big thing in here mm-hmm. as part of the accusation that directly relates to this program, and, and specifically today's radio program. Because when they're talking about the circumstances leading up to the 25th of July presidential phone call, this is section four, they discuss... Uh, a series of articles which they find suspicious appearing in an online publication called The Hill. The author of those stories is our guest in the third hour of the program, John Solomon. John Solomon is a is not a conspiracy theorist. John Solomon is a well-known award-winning investigative journalist. He worked for the Times. He worked for the Washington Post. He now runs Associated Press. Associated Press. Mm-hmm. He now runs the um, uh, editorial section for the Hill. But he's done the investigative reporting on this, and he has been on this for years, years. This is not a Trump thing. Now, what they're accusing, what they're basically saying in this uh, complaint, is to say. Trump asks for this favor. Hey, look into Biden. Um, There's a bunch of backroom dealings between them. The threat of withholding funds may or may not have occurred, blah, blah, blah. And one of the ways Ukraine is um, helping uh, Donald Trump and trying to win his favor is by people in the Ukrainian government leaking information to essentially John Solomon at the Hill. This is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous, ridiculous charge. John Solomon has been working on this story literally for years. He has, we have worked with him on this story. We, we know him. We know how it works. We know who is also helping him with it. We don't know all of his sources. But we also know how hard it has been to get anybody in Ukraine to actually help him and speak. Especially when uh, when Obama was in office. Okay, so let's go through. Um, The president asked, pressured Mr. Zelensky to initiate or continue an investigation into the activities of the former vice president, Joseph Biden, and his son, Hunter Biden. Now, you'll notice that these are flipped because that's not the first thing he did. 
In the phone call, he did what is bullet point number two. Asked them to assist purportedly uncovering the allegations of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election that originated in Ukraine with specific requests that the Ukrainian leader locate and turn over servers used by the Democratic National Committee and examined by U.S. cybersecurity from CrowdStrike which initially reported that Russian hackers had penetrated the DNC's network in 2016. So let me ask, we have our, we have our foreign affairs and and military expert here uh, for military intelligence, Jason Batrol. And Jason, let me see if I have this right. Is he asking to find out uh, uh, find where these things are and who is involved in helping Russia hack uh, the DNC servers? Or is he saying here, hey, uh, I want those DNC servers. I want to see what's on those DNC servers. Can you help me find those? Uh, it, it sounds like so. I think it, this ties directly into what Stu was just talking about with that. That's the section, actually, I'm, like, scrutinizing the most right now in this report is where he's referencing that Solomon article in The Hill. All of these, like, cases, all of these instances that, that are bulleted out, uh, they're all kind of connected. So they're all kind of uh, centering around corruption, but they're all they, – they, they, they involve multiple different officials, not just uh, Joe Biden and his son. So the CrowdStrike stuff – it is involved, and I think he was just looking. It sounded what to is me- CrowdStrike? So, so if anybody doesn't know, this is a U.S. firm um, called CrowdStrike. Explain what they did. They assisted in identifying who was involved with hacking the DNC. So before they even knew, you know, how the heck this stuff got put on, you know, DCLeaks.com or whatever, they went in to look and actually do the forensics, uh, the computer forensics, to find out who was involved. And they were the ones that were very pivotal in, in helping to identify that it was Russian intelligence. So CrowdStrike looked into that. They were like, okay, the Russians are involved. We, uh, uh, U.S. intelligence officials, came to the same conclusion. Um, and then they also continued their work, and CrowdStrike found out, and this was not in, the, in his report, but they also found out that the Russians were involved in hacking uh, the actual Ukrainian military. Correct. So there was a, there was a lot involved. All right, so, with Stu, would you go back and find in yesterday's actual transcript what the president was asking for? Because I think this is different than what he's saying here in this memo. And let's start with the transcript from yesterday where he talks about CrowdStrike and what he was asking for. And then we'll continue in this memo. So far, nothing jumps out of the page. We're a lot farther in this than we've gotten on air. Nothing jumps out at me, but let's take it a line at a time. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You know, we've entered the tech age, uh, and uh, not only is just about anything you want available, it's also customizable as well. Take Simply Safe's home security system, for example. It doesn't matter if your house is 20,000 square feet in size of a football stadium or if you live in a run one room dorm. Simply Safe has monitoring equipment that has your needs covered for for high definition uh, pictures of people coming in and stealing your stuff. High definition cameras to sensors so small they're practically invisible yet so sensitive they can tell the difference between a family pet and an intruder. 
to the video verification specialists that are on hand at all hours to alert police to come quickly in case of a bad situation. Simply Safe has state of the art, round the clock home monitoring that comes with no contracts or fees. It's fifteen dollars a month. Their equipment is sleek, nearly invisible. Once you've installed it, you forget it's even there. Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Get a free HD security camera when you place your order. Doesn't matter the size of your house or your dorm room. It's a $100 value. You'll have eyes on your home 24-7. Video evidence if somebody cries to get in. It's free HD security camera. Get it now. SimplySafeBeck.com. All right. Uh, all right. We're in this unclassified document now. This is new. Just released about 35 minutes ago. Uh, we're on page two. This is the whistleblower report that Chuck Schumer said was devastating, was just horrifying. Uh, I have a theory on this because I just stumbled across this. Now, in the report describing the president's call that we heard yesterday, um, this whistleblower says they uh, Trump wanted to initiate or continue an investigation in the activities of former Vice President Joe Biden and his son assist in purportedly uncovering the allegations of Russian interference in 2016 U.S. presidential election that originated in Ukraine with a specific request that the Ukrainian leader locate and turn over servers used by the Democratic National Committee and examined by U.S. cybersecurity firm CrowdStrike, which initially reported Russian hackers had penetrated the DNC's networks in 2016. I'm telling you this is what it is. Jason, pay attention to this for a second. See if you can track this down. See, find where I'm, I'm, my thinking is flawed. They want to find the servers used by the Democratic National Committee. Why would you want those servers now? You want those servers because you want to see what's on them because your theory is that the Democratic National Committee was using foreign countries to find dirt on Donald Trump. They did it through, uh, what was the name of that organization uh, that did the dossier? Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS. They did it through Fusion GPS, so they were one removed. But if you want to find out what really happened, is anything on those servers? Those servers that the DNC used are were um, were lost, taken, used now by an oligarch, uh, apparently in the Ukraine. Who has those servers? Now listen, he wants the servers. He also said the president wanted to meet or speak with two um, uh, two people. The president names explicitly his personal envoys on these matters: Giuliani and Attorney General Barr with whom the president referred multiple times in tandem. Now, isn't it interesting? Why would you use the attorney general? You want to do dirty business. You don't, in turn, you don't get the attorney general in unless Barr himself is dirty, which I don't believe. There's no indication that Barr is a dirty guy. Now, to the media, of course, there is. Of I mean, they, they would say that. And that is an interesting point, though. They're trying to use that as evidence that Trump is utilizing government resources and for his I'm own personal saying, benefit. I'm saying yeah. that he's including Attorney General Barr, so he's got a credible witness on what he's doing. And he's talking to him saying, look, 
I think the Democrats went after me and they were the ones with Fusion GPS. And I think they used uh, the Ukrainians and they went through the Ukrainians to Russia to discredit me. Now, listen to this. They possessed evidence that Ukrainian officials, namely head of National Anti-Corruption Bureau of Ukraine and a parliament member, Lushenko, had interfered in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, allegedly in collaboration with the DNC and the U.S. embassy in Kiev. Now, so far, this doesn't tie together in my head until I read this. The U.S. Embassy in Kiev, specifically the U.S. Ambassador Marie Yayanovich, who had criticized Mr. Lusenko's organization for its poor record on fighting corruption, had allegedly obstructed Ukrainian law enforcement agencies' pursuit of corruption cases, including by providing a do-not-prosecute list and had blocked Ukrainian prosecutors from traveling to the United States expressly to prevent them from delivering their evidence about a 2016 U.S. election. Now, isn't that interesting? We know that this uh, this ambassador has been relieved at the U.S. uh, embassy, and we know that the two presidents spent a great deal of time talking about her and how bad she really was. Now she's gone. But if she was obstructing people from coming to testify and to give evidence on the Russian uh, hacking or the, the Russian interference, forget about the DNC hack. Think about the fact that the DNC could have, I'm not going to do to them what what uh, they do to Donald Trump. They could have, we know they did it through Fusion GPS, gone through Ukraine to say, can you dig up any dirt on Donald Trump? That's on their servers. Those servers are being held by oligarchs that are not friendly to us. And the reason why Nancy Pelosi flipped that fast, she's been against this the whole time. The whole time. There's no smoking gun here. There might be some things that you need to look into. But there's no smoking gun. And why they went in two days from, no, we're not going to impeach. We're in the middle of a, to impeach. I think they are kicking dirt over their own tracks. They're saying, look, this president was trying to find dirt on Joe Biden. When indeed what he's trying to find out is... Did the DNC try to find dirt on me through Ukraine and Russia in the 2016 election? Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all of them would know if that came out and that was proven, they're done. They're done. Everything they've accused this guy of doing, they did. I think that's in the national interest to find out. Jason, what do you think? What's a, I, I completely agree with you. I, I'm very, I, it makes total sense now why the White House released this, because if you're looking at this critically, you don't see the Biden portion of what, that's what everyone's making this story out to be. It's, it's all not. about Biden. It's not. It's a very minor bullet on this. Uh-huh. This is not about Biden. 
Uh, this uh-huh. is not the, the favor that they were asking about. You know how mm-hmm. the media was reporting that yesterday had nothing to do with Biden. But you see how they're trying to center everything on Biden. This is all about Attorney General Barr's uh, investigation into the origins of the of the uh, of the Russia investigation. That's what this entire story is about. That's th- this whistleblower complaint. Everything in here. That's what this is detailing. Let me tell you something. Heads are going to roll if this, some of these things are if true. If some of these things are true, heads are going to roll, and they're going to roll in the opposite direction. Right. I'm, I'm telling you right now, the reason why the, the DNC, just reading just to page five on this, my gut is telling me the reason why the DNC is doing this is because they know this is a fight to the death. Whichever one wins this fight, he either has to be impeached or we're exposed and we're doomed. It's just which side do you believe? Do you believe the DNC could have gone to Ukraine and said, hey, can you maybe talk to some sources in Russia? Is there any dirt there on on uh, Donald Trump? If you think they could have done that and there might be something on their servers... What the president and attorney general, that's the weird thing. If this is so corrupt, you have to then say attorney general Barr is also nothing but a political hack. And who knows? Maybe he is. I don't get that impression. I've never heard that said by by people, you know, until we get into politics. But he has been respected. Uh, he seems to be doing the right things. They keep trying to run him through the mud, and it proves that, nope, that's not what I did. Well, it sounds like Attorney General Barr is, just, is literally just doing his job. From what yep. I'm reading on here, if, if, this, uh, if uh, Solomon's report is accurate that's, that's, and it's bulleted in this, uh, in this complaint, is that the, uh, basically their uh, version of the Attorney General in Ukraine, their prosecutor general, he came to us. With this, uh huh, he's the, it wasn't the other way around. It wasn't Barr snooping around and saying, "Hey, did you have anything?" No, it says that he tried to. He found this evidence of all of these all of these these cases of corruption within their own uh, country that uh, Ukrainians were involved with the with the uh, with the DNC, and that this U.S. ambassador was helping them block certain people from being prosecuted because they were basically playing on their side. Right, and I think that the the way I think it's being presented by the whistleblower is that all this of is that all- was a result of this call and pressure, right? Like these pressures that came from not only uh, from the call itself, but also Giuliani beforehand saying, hey, you should go look at these things that they now have come back. And this is the result, the fruit of that labor, right? They're saying that, well, now they're going to, you're going to get big public officials from Ukraine leaking this information and trying to move public opinion in this manner. Well, so because it says that, that these things happened in March, mm-hmm. the call yeah. would, hadn't even happened yet. And no, April the call 29th. hadn't no. This is this, this is, is old stuff. They're going to try is, to make it seem like it is mm-hmm. a result of the phone call, but it's not. All of this stuff, the ambassador stuff, that all happened before the phone call. Right. So... What were they hiding? Why Why was this ambassador? We need to find out about the ambassador and find out about that. I'm, boy, do we have the right guy on today? Because the guy who is is said in this cl- a classified, formerly classified document, mm-hmm. the guy who's in this, the reporter that is the one that they're now saying is just, oh, he's, he's crazy, he's dangerous, he's going to be on with us in about uh, an hour and 15 minutes. 
You don't want to miss that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a good day for that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it seems, I mean, at least the way I'm reading this, it seems like they are saying it's not just the call, right? Like, that's the evidence is not just the call. The call, the call is the thing that we know about first, but is not necessarily the first, the first thing that's happened. Um, yeah, but do you are you following what I'm saying? Yeah, are you're, you, yeah. You're saying the call happened after this. They, no, they, no, no. I know that. But are you following what I'm saying about what Trump and Barr are actually looking for? Oh, which yeah. would be a knockout punch for him in 2020. But it would be a knockout yeah. punch for the for the DNC. It would destroy the mm-hmm. DNC because it would expose them of doing everything that they just said Donald Trump has been doing. Yeah, no, I mean, clearly, I, I think that's uh, definitely a, a a possibility, right? I mean, we're the. I, I think D- like it's it's interesting to hear the media talk about this because mm-hmm. the way they cover it and think about it, if you're looking at it from their perspective for a second, because it seems like they're just oh so so crazy on this, and they are, and the reason why they are though is important that they are completely eliminating any possibility of good intentions. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you take out any possibility that Donald Trump actually cared about whether the election was was manipulated, well, for good reasons, not just how it affected him, but just like maybe he cares about the United States of America as president. If you remove all of the possibilities of good intentions, this all looks bad. Right. You would also if, have to. But re- that, you have to do that. And that yeah. is a gigantic assumption. Yeah. And you can look. I'm not going to assume I am going to assume the president is innocent until proven guilty. How so dare far, you? nothing <laughs> shows that he was guilty. There's no smoking gun here, but there is some uh, there are some disturbing things in this, but it works the other way. Now, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that, yes, he is a self-serving guy and he wants to win the election. But he also is driven by what really happened. Where'd that dossier come from? And that is in the national interest, even though it is in his interest as well. That's what I think this really is all about. How did this Russian investigation start? Did the DNC go and use Ukraine? This ambassador was blocking things. You guys are rumored to have the servers. We know that Russia was interfering with you guys. We know now that this uh, this ambassador was blocking all of this investigation and blocking any testimony and prosecutions. What's really going on here? I I think uh, I think this is going to be the fight to the death, and it has nothing to do with what you are seeing in the media. I will give the DNC the benefit of the doubt. I will give, I've already said, what Joe Biden did is grotesque, but it's not criminal. But it is grotesque, and you should know about it. But again, not criminal. Uh, This is criminal. One of these guys is right. Um, Will the left and the media give the benefit of the doubt to Donald Trump as we look into this because this is not a one-sided game it takes two to tango and I think we are seeing the battle of the deep state and the battle of a guy who people think may be out of control 
But these two titans are coming, and it will not go away. If I'm right, one of these, only one of these is left standing. And this has nothing to do, really, with the election for the Democrats. Which explains Pelosi and Schumer and all of the flip-floppers. John Solomon, who really knows this story inside out, coming up in uh, just a little while. First, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor, uh, My Patriot Supply. You know, there was a time in America where stocking up food for the future was not just something you did. My grandma would spend hours and hours in the hot kitchen all summer long. I remember going to sleep hearing the canner on the top. Top of the canner was the little steam release valve. Everything could be canned. Everything was canned. They would they they used to say as putting food by. Some of that practicality happened because grocery stores didn't really exist, you know, the way they do now. But it was it was it was more than just common sense. They were prepared because they lived through the depression. Please prepare yourself. But you know, you can do it that way or you can do it the easy way. The modern way. Act today and you'll give uh, you'll save $100 on a 4-week emergency food package when you go to preparewithglenn.com. 4 weeks emergency food. Listen to the lessons of your grandparents. These four-week kits are really good. They're average 2,000 calories per day. They last up to 25 years, which Grandma's food storage never did. You can order today and receive guaranteed two-day delivery with free shipping. Give yourself some peace of mind. And remember the lessons of the past. Save $100 at preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. We're just, there's so much. Um, this is very, very enlightening whistleblower, uh, but I don't think the way the media thinks it is. Uh, we'll get into that here in a second. I want to ask you if a, uh, if a large chunk of your monthly budget is going towards credit card bills. Uh, I, have a, I have a whole thing on the economy and what the banks are doing and everything else. Something is very wrong, uh, and uh, I want you to get out of your high your high interest credit card bills please do that you're not alone you're not stuck with it american financing can consolidate that debt with the lowest interest rate possible now this is if you have a mortgage already if you if you have a mortgage you can refinance the mortgage rates are the lowest they've been in over a year credit cards are charging double digit rates it adds up fast and those rates are going to go up if things go unstable and money is uh, is in short supply, those rates are going to go up, and then you're never going to get behind the uh, from behind the eight ball. Please go to American Financing. Just get on the phone with them for ten minutes and just talk to them about your situation. See if they can help. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. America's home for home loans at AmericanFinancing.net. Okay, so we're going, uh, Jason Buttrill is uh, going to be with us here for a few more minutes. It's confusing because it's, it's actually presented out of order. In the, we've been going back and forth on this timeline where you're saying these things happened after the call when it does seem to indicate that they, what their point is that Giuliani was meeting with these people before the articles came out in January and February. In mm-hmm. March, the articles came out. So the idea is that the Trump outreach caused these things to happen. 
we'll go get into this here more in a second. There's still a bunch to read. But again, I'm not saying I believe that case, but I think that's yeah. the case. This is a this will be a fight to the death. This is a serious, serious charge both ways. 15 seconds. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Today, uh, we're just trying to make sense of this new unclassified document. Yesterday, we got the phone call. Today, we have the whistleblower's document that has been hidden from the American people, and I think it says a lot. However, I'm not sure that it says a lot about Donald Trump. I think this is a battle of the titans. I think this says a lot about what the DNC is now trying to cover up. And it has very little to do with Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden is a red herring. And we'll give you this and continue reading this document and and parsing it out as we go in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Welcome to the program. Uh, Let me just um, tell you about Relief Factor. You remember the Star Trek movie where Captain Kirk says to Dr. McCoy, I don't want my pain taken away. I need my pain. Yeah, you don't remember that? Yeah, probably because it's from the one that everybody agrees is the worst Star Trek movie of all time. Um, And for more reasons than just that crappy line. The truth is some pain is good for you. Constant, nagging, want to kill yourself kind of pain, not good, not good. You need to be free of it. I know because I have dealt with frequent pain uh, in in my limbs for years now, and it, I did everything. I did everything I was supposed to do. Nothing touched it until I started taking Relief Factor. It worked, and I got my life back. Here's the great thing. You can, too. Relief Factor isn't a drug. It was invented by doctors, and about 70% of people who try it go on to buy more because they get their lives their lives back. Try Relief Factor, their three-week quick start pack. That's what I did. I made a commitment to do it as they direct for three weeks. If it doesn't work, I'm stop taking this. Get back to doing what you love. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. From behind my cardboard microphone. Yes, I'm not a doctor, but I... Oh, no, wait a minute. Yes, I am. It's the Glenn Beck Program. And we're going over the Select Committee on Intelligence report from the whistleblower. Uh, and we found some interesting things. Stu, can you can you just kind of cover what we've already covered in, in a condensed form? Yes, I think I can. Okay. Um, going through the timeline is, is a little difficult. We talked a little bit about this last uh, time, uh, last hour. 
the accusation from the whistleblower essentially revolves around a few things. Uh, this call that we all talked about yesterday where Trump uh, you know, talks to him about Biden, talks to the president of Ukraine about um, crowd strike and these big issues related to the election. That is part of the accusation. Again, this person uh, says that they were not a direct witness to basically any of these events. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's important to know. It's all mm-hmm. secondhand information from this person. So to us, it's third and fourth hand. So she or he goes through this. Why do you think it's a she? When I said she or he. Well, no, should I say they, them? She. No, you've been saying she he, all morning. She, they, them? No, you've been saying she all morning. I don't want to assign a gender I know, to but this particular I just didn't know individual. if you knew something that I didn't know because you keep saying she and then you don't bait me. yourself. Don't bait me. All right. Okay. So, so basically that this person is accusing mm-hmm. uh, there being a, a, a problem there. Okay. Mm-hmm. They go on to say one of the big issues mm-hmm. that is an indicator here is that they slid these transcripts over to a much highly much more highly secured computer system one that would not normally hold such transcripts so if now the transcript that we got yesterday the phone mm-hmm. call they say there's nothing there was nothing secret about this why is it a, a top top secret again yeah and this is their case yeah why did they move why did the white house move this transcript uh, and actually the actual digital recording over to a super secure mm-hmm. top secret, which is not usually done for something that would just contain this kind of language. Right. And so the accusation is they knew there was a problem in this call and therefore they did this to hide it from people. Uh, we can get into the uh, alternate explanation to that here in a, in a second, which I think when you lay out the whole case fits pretty well as to why they would do this. But this is the accusation. We're just going through the accusations here. Now, we are going on the assumption of a couple of things. One, we're not going to assign motive. However, we will look at past actions and uh, take that into account. And no one is guilty. You have to prove them guilty. We will assume that both the DNC and Donald Trump are innocent. But we're trying to figure out a couple of things. One, this is not a smoking gun. If you make this about Joe Biden and you make this about this phone call, this is not a smoking gun. So why, after all this time of never going for impeachment, why did people suddenly flip without any information and they immediately went, impeachment he's got to be removed they've made this the battle right and it wouldn't work out to their advantage so what is it are they just really crusaders or is there something else going on well we've kind of stumbled into something in this reading of this memo this is not about joe biden this memo has very little to do with joe biden and his son I believe that's the cake and the circus for the masses. That's what's that's what has been given to the media because the media can understand mm, Trump bad, Joe Biden good. Okay? And so they're giving that to the masses, but that's not the show that's really happening. That is misdirection because as you look in this, it has very little to do with Joe Biden. 
the case that Trump seems to be making in this, and the reason why I think he has attorney bar on all of this, yeah, okay, well, you got to talk to our attorney general. You can only say that if Donald Trump needs to be impeached, then our attorney general is in on it from the start. And that may be. I don't think so, but that may be. Or is it that Donald Trump has a theory that is pretty sound and he's investigating it because he didn't trust anyone, but he trusts Attorney Barr. So you have Attorney General Barr going and shadowing with Rudy Giuliani. And what is it that they're looking for? We're going to lay this all out for you here in just a few minutes, and I'll answer all those questions, but I want to get back into this memo so you have all of it. Uh, We left it at the transcript was loaded into a separate electronic system that is otherwise used to store and handle classified information of an especially sensitive nature. One White House official described this act as an abuse of this electronic system because the call did not contain anything remotely sensitive from a national security perspective. Or did it? I uh, do not know whether similar messages uh, or measures were taken to restrict access to other records of the call, such as contemporaneous uh, handwritten notes by those who, uh, who were listening in. Three, ongoing concerns. This is the whistleblower. On 26 July, day after the call, U.S. Special Representative for Ukraine Negotiations, Kurt Volker, visited Kiev. By the way, we should expl- explain yeah. Kiev. Kiev is what we've always grown up saying. But that is because that was the Soviet name, and the people in Ukraine actually find that offensive. The, the name is not pronounced Kiev. That was the Soviet translation mm-hmm. and the Soviet renaming, and kind of a just a dig and a little salt in the wound for Ukraine. The same way that they say the Ukraine. Yeah, we've I know. All, we're I all used to that. that. It's supposed to be just Ukraine. Just Ukraine it is a sovereign nation. So you'll notice U.S. diplomats, you notice Biden in the video saying, saying Kiev because it's seen as a measure of respect for Ukraine as a sovereign right. nation. And I keep saying, I got Kiev. I keep saying the Ukraine, and it's not. They're it's both Ukraine. habits, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, 26 July, day after the call, U.S. Special Representative, Ukraine no- negotiations, Kurt Volker, visit Kiev and met with President Zelensky and a variety of Ukrainian political figures. Ambassador Volker was accompanied in his meetings by U.S. Ambassador to the European Union, Gordon Sonderland. Based on multiple readouts of these meetings recounted to me by various U.S. officials, Ambassadors Volker and uh, Sondland reportedly provided advice to the Ukrainian leadership on how to navigate the demands that the president had made of Mr. Zelensky. I also learned from multiple U.S. officials that on or about 2nd of August, Mr. Giuliani reported he traveled to Madrid to meet with one of President Zelensky's advisors. The U.S. officials characterized this meeting, which was not recorded publicly at the time, as a direct follow-up to the president's call with Mr. Zelensky about the cases they had discussed. Separately, multiple U.S. officials told me that Mr. Giuliani had reported privately reaching out to a variety of other Zelensky advisors, including chief of staff and acting chairman of the security service of Ukraine. 
I don't know whether those officials met or spoke with Mr. Giuliani, but I was told separately by multiple U.S. officials that Mr. Yermak and Mr. Bakanov intended to travel to Washington in mid-August. On August 9th, the president told reporters, I think President Zelensky is going to make a deal with President Putin and he'll be invited to the White House. And we look forward to seeing him. He's already been invited to the White House and he wants to come. And I think he will. He's a very reasonable guy. He wants to see peace in Ukraine. And I think he'll see it coming very soon, actually, end quote. So what is all of this about? If you remember in the phone call, Mr. Zelensky asked for Rudy Giuliani to come. Can you brief me on these things? Can you help us? And, and Zelensky was already aware of all of the corruption that Mr. Trump was talking about. Now, the circumstances leading up to the July 25th presidential phone call, according to the whistleblower, we're reading the transcript uh, as it was given to uh, the House and the Senate earlier this morning. Beginning in late 2019, a series of articles appeared on an online publication called The Hill. These articles, several Ukrainian officials, most notably Prosecutor General Yuri Lusenko, made a series of allegations against other Ukrainian officials and current and former U.S. officials. Mr. Lusenko and his colleagues alleged, according to John Solomon at The Hill, who, by the way, is coming up in about 40 minutes, to the very best of my knowledge, uh, wait, 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 uh, I'm on the wrong page. That was four, so I got to go to five now. Hang on, let me page, I got to find page five. It was taken out of order, so let me find page five. Give me, give me uh, one minute, and we'll come back to this. Here it is, I got it. All right, right back to this. First, you have every reason to go about your daily business with reasonable expectations of privacy. It's in the Fourth Amendment of our Constitution, as a matter of fact. But when someone hacks into your, advi- into your device, they are violating that right, and the results are really never pretty. That's why you need Norton Secure VPN. Their virtual private network uses bank-grade encryption to hide your online activity by creating a secure tunnel for the information that you send and receive online so cyber criminals won't see it when you're connected to Wi-Fi. Just install the software, log in once, and let it run in the background. It works on your PC, your Mac, or any mobile device. And here's the beautiful part. You can start using Norton Secure VPN for basically the cost of a cup of coffee per month, unless your favorite coffee shop is Starbucks, and then uh, the, the, you can start using Norton for the cost of a coffee cup without any coffee in it from Starbucks. Get Norton Secure VPN and Bryce pra- uh, privately. Secure your connections today. Just head to norton.com slash VPN. Protections start at three thirty three a month for the first year with annual enrollment. That's norton.com slash VPN. Terms do apply. Please get that. Um, all right. Ten seconds, station ID, and then back. All right. Now... Mr. Lusenko from Ukrainian, uh, the uh, Ukrainian government, uh, alleged that the Ukraines uh, possessed evidence that Ukrainian officials, namely head of National Anti-Corruption Bureau of Ukraine and member of parliamentary, uh, Serhii Lushenko, had interfered in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, allegedly in collaboration with the DNC and the U.S. Embassy in Kiev. 
that's quite a charge. The U.S. Embassy in Kiev, specifically U.S. Ambassador Marine, uh, Marie Yovanovitch, who had criticized Mr. Lazenko's uh, organization for its poor record in fighting corruption, had allegedly obstructed Ukrainian law enforcement agencies' pursuit of corruption cases, including by providing a do-not-prosecute list, and had Ukrainian prosecutors banned from traveling to the United States expressly to prevent them from delivering their evidence about the 2016 U.S. elections. Also, that former Vice President Biden had pressured former Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko in 2016 to fire the Ukrainian Prosecutor General uh, Viktor Shorkin in order to quash a purported criminal probe into Burisma Holdings, a Ukrainian energy company on whose board the former Vice President's son, Hunter, sat. Now... What's interesting about this is this is what Trump is operating on. This is the part that the media will never tell you about. They'll say he was just after Joe Biden. He was asking for a favor. He pressured. No, no. The countercharge, the other side of this is that the DNC working with the former government that thought they would be in power forever. The Democrats had absolutely, nobody had any idea that that government was going to be overturned by a comedy talk show host. Okay, remember, this is the guy who's like the Jon Stewart of Ukraine. He's the guy the president was talking to. And the reason why he won, he never did any debates. He never did anything. He never stated policy. He just said, this is all insane, and we're corrupt, and it's got to stop. Nobody would have thought he won. So they, the Democrats, if this is true, the Democrats thought they have all of the hatches closed. There's no water going to be but leaking out of this. We're all fine. The, the allegation is from Luchenko was that the government at the highest levels in collusion with our U.S. ambassador, appointed by uh, appointed by Obama, right? Uh, was they were all working together? The DNC had come over and said, "Hey, we need some dirt on Donald Trump." And the the Ukrainian government, working through oligarchs, went to Russia and helped gather information. Then when the 2016 uh, Russian investigation was happening, they were firing and uh, bribing everybody to shut up. And the ambassador was stopping people to come to the United States to say, hey, this is what's really going on. That's what Trump is asking for. And Trump is asking for the Russian hacked servers because what's on their servers? What's on their servers? Did any of them, were they saying, hey, can you find out some information on Donald Trump? Now, he's not doing this just with Rudy Giuliani. He's doing this with the attorney general. And the attorney general denies, we should point out. The attorney general says that there was... Barr? Barr says he was not involved in this, at least as, to, the, to the extent of in anything, like what, what happened in the call. Right. So, oh, yeah, yeah. He's saying that because in the call, 
Trump says, I want you to talk to Barr. I want you to talk to Giuliani. Barr says he did not have those conversations. Now, mm-hmm. Giuliani has publicly admitted he has right. had them. Right. But just to be clear, to give Barr his... He may not. He may not have had those conversations. Right. But It may not have uh, risen to his level. Who knows? We don't right. know where... where... Uh, I'd be interested to see if Barr knew mm-hmm. about any of this. Mm-hmm. But what, what you just laid out explains perfectly in my mind about the thing that Stu you brought up with the uh with this the computer system with the conversation in the white house being transferred over into that classified you know uh, server record right this is one of the things that they say is a piece of evidence that shows they were trying to hide it and i think it can be just as easily interpreted the other way yeah well i mean if you think about i mean as is if you look at that conversation just the mere fact that he mentioned biden and that scandal does not constitute who cares like even if that got out it might look bad but it's not going to sure it's not going to warrant them putting a classification on this and throwing it over there mm-hmm. but if everything you're looking into if all of the if what if what you glenn just laid out is is accurate then you don't want the obama holdovers in the white house getting wind of that you don't want intelligence knowing about that Especially because if you look, about it from Trump's perspective, he's very suspicious of intelligence. He's had bad experiences yeah, but, with them. But what he's alleging here is, and we have evidence to, to back up that things like this have happened, uh, that what he's alleging is that Obama and the DNC worked with the intelligence agency and the uh, the government of Ukraine to try to dig up dirt on Donald Trump to stop his campaign. Well, if I'm having conversations about, you know, making sure I do not want the intelligence community, I do not want the DNC, the Obama holdovers, I don't want anyone knowing about it. But I do want a trail of it someplace. Don't delete it. This reminded me of it. Hang on. Back in just a sec. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, I want to talk to you about American Financing. American Financing, uh, you know, I'm a big proponent of fiscal responsibility. So let's say you're interested in buying a house. They are the people to go to. It could be a good investment for you if you're prepared for the responsibility. Let's say you're in a position where you have enough money saved to afford the monthly mortgage payment, but not enough cash for the down payment. It's pretty common uh, for that to be the case, especially if you're looking to buy your first home. I want you to call American Financing. These are the people that I trust not to put you behind an eight ball. They have salary-based mortgage consultants. They don't pressure you. They don't have upfront fees that you have to pay. They just build custom loans to fit your needs, including options for as little as a 1000 down or nothing at all. Don't make the mistake of 08. Things are going to change. Be responsible and talk to the people that are on the same page with you. 10-minute phone call. AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Quite honestly, so does mine now. <laughs> uh, all right, there's a couple of things that we have learned from this whistleblower testimony, and you're not going to get this from, I don't think you're going to get this from anybody else. They're all going to be talking about uh, Joe Biden 
and this whistleblower and his credibility and everything else. This is not about Joe Biden. Um, This is the next step you will hear is you're going to start hearing people when it starts to be understood for what it is. You're going to start hearing things like the Trump that Trump is a conspiracy theorist. Well, uh, if I'm reading this document correctly and I'm looking at these two sides and I assume that the that Donald Trump is doing the things that this whistleblower is saying, which we've already found he has been discredited because what he said was in the memo was not in the memo. Um, However, he is he's making some strong allegations. Let's take them at face value and say, yes, I accept that that Trump is doing this. Quite honestly, as I understand what they're saying here, I think I would have done exactly the same thing as president of the United States. And I would have done it for national security reasons. Now, Trump may have other reasons to do it. And I can't answer to that. And nor can anyone else. But if you look at what he's saying, I would have I would have made sure this didn't go to Congress. I would have made sure that this was in the in the top level drawer that the super secret stuff is put because I didn't want anyone from my party, the Democrats. I wouldn't want anyone to know. I think what the president was on to is deep state. Because if you look at this, it's the intelligence that is is wheedling this out. It's the Democrats that are wheedling this out and and saying, "Oh no, he's doing something really bad." But what is he? What what is it that he's looking for? He's looking for collusion of corruption in Ukraine with the DNC. I can't hear you. Can we turn uh, Jason's mic on, please? Go ahead. Here we now. Yeah. Talked about earlier about how, you know, you said that no, the Obama administration did not plan to lose what they had built in Ukraine. They did not expect this co- comedy show host to completely upend the Ukrainian politics. And so, you know, it, it, we were all over Ukraine. And I think we were on the wrong side, quite honestly. We were all over Ukraine uh, during the Obama administration. This, and you're exactly right, I cannot believe, this reminded me of another show we did on foreign lobbying, and I just really quickly looked up to see how in bed the Democrats were in Ukraine when all this turmoil was going on. This is about a year ago, the research you did. This is, yeah, about a year, this is absolutely insane. So there are lawyer, Obama lawyers, there's strategists, there's lobbyists, they are all over the place. This is just a quick little list, but uh, the former Obama White House counsel, Greg Craig, was involved in Ukraine. Uh, the chief mm, strategy. Oh, wait a minute. His personal counsel? Kind of like Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> right. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, chief strategist for Bernie Sanders, Tad Devine. He was involved in Ukraine. Uh, John Podesta's brother, Tony Podesta. Which is the guy who shut down his consulting firm the minute it was found that there was dirty goings on in Ukraine. He And it was a bizarre move. You're like, wait a minute. What? Why did you shut down? You've just disappeared. What happened? And he got tied up with uh, Manafort, which uh-huh. was p- a part of the larger Russia investigation. Exactly right. Um, chief strategist for Hillary Clinton, Mark Penn. He was involved in Ukraine. Uh, two Obama pollsters, a minor pollster, John Alizone, and Obama cam- the, the Obama campaign's lead pollster, Joel Benenson. 
he was also working in Ukraine. They are all over the place. Right. So their pollsters most likely were over there to help the president get reelected. So they're helping they're helping this former administration, which was totally corrupt, helping them stay in power, get in power. The president's personal attorneys are over there. Their strategists are over there. Hillary Clinton's chief strategist is over there. Uh, Tony Podesta is over there all wrapped up into this. And it's all right around the 2016 uh, campaign. So they're helping them. And they all happen to be there while Trump is running. And uh, we're expected to believe that Hillary Clinton's people didn't say, hey, can you guys find any, I mean, is there any dirt on Donald Trump? We're expected to believe that they were perfect angels. Her chief strategy was there for crying out loud. Chief strategist. Okay, so <laughs> so this is what Trump is really looking for. Trump is looking to finish the the Russian investigation. They pinned this all on him. And he's saying, you know what? I don't trust the press. There's nobody in the press that can do this. I don't trust intelligence agencies. I don't trust the FBI, and they don't have jurisdiction on this anyway. I don't trust anyone. Rudy, go over there. Keep uh, keep uh, Attorney General Barr in the loop so he knows what's going on. Don't tell the State Department. Don't tell anyone because what they're saying is, the the Trump response is it was a corrupt country. It was corrupt and it was being run really by the Obama White House. They were helping. They were embedded on everything. When I started to run, uh, they started this Russia thing. We know that Fusion GPS w- uh, was hired by the Democrats to go get that dirt in Russia. We know that uh, Russia had people involved with the oligarchs in Ukraine so are we to believe that they know nothing, that the Democrats had nothing? And by the way, those DNC servers are somewhere held by a corrupt oligarch in Ukraine. And so the president of the United States is saying, I got to find those servers. He is doing a Russia investigation on his own and not telling anyone about it. He's, he's not erasing it. He's just putting it in secure vaults so no one can see it. I would do exactly the same thing because I do believe this government is corrupt. I do believe that there are people, especially in the State Department, that think they know better than everybody else. And exactly what is if if there's no deep state in our country, will you at least admit a deep state with Brexit in England? That is the definition of deep state. The people just are too stupid to understand. Yeah, they voted, but we'll overturn that. That is what's happening in Europe. That's what's happening in England. That's what's happening here. And Donald Trump, and it may all be for personal reasons, but this is what the people hired him to do, honestly, was go in and shut this deep state, shut, shut this swamp down where everybody's enriching themselves, everybody's playing a game, and you don't know about it. I think that's what's happening, and that's why this will be the battle to death. And, and quite honestly, I, I hope to God the security on this new president in Ukraine 
is good because this guy is fighting all of these fighting Russia. He's fighting the oligarchs. He's fighting now the DNC. He's fighting the most corrupt. I mean, keep an eye on the Clintons. He's fighting all of the most dangerous people uh, in the world. And you're going to hear this now just called a conspiracy theory. But so was the caliphate. If we find out Zelensky was recruiting 14-year-olds to a Miami mansion, we know what's going down. <laughs> That's when we know. Uh, it, I, I, it's kind of fascinating to watch it kind of all play out. I, I don't, you know, you see everyone kind of rushing to their side. And I think we learned in the Mueller investigation, uh, the, the best approach is to sit here and, and look at the information as it comes out mm-hmm. and try to analyze whether it was correct or not. I mm-hmm. mean, think of how excited people on both sides got over the Mueller investigation over a two-year period. How many days were wasted chasing rumors and, and things that were, we didn't understand at the end of the investigation for all the complaining about the investigation and for all the praising of the investigation? What we got at the end was something that basically said Trump did nothing that would, would warrant impeachment. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I think like the more we're able to look at this information in a sober fashion and look at it and wait for the actual results to come out, the better we're going to do with it. So one, both sides have everything to lose. And the reason why I say this is a battle to the death, I thought it was very, very weird that it came out of Nancy Pelosi. First of all, that Nancy Pelosi, without any evidence, all of a sudden got to take him down. Enough is enough fascinating no good answer for that unless you look at this whistleblower's uh report from a different point of view and if you look at it from a different point of view uh nancy pelosi and the dnc would know you've got to stop him you got to discredit him you have to trash him he's got to be over or we're exposed for all the games that we played in the 2016 election and beyond we got to stop it. And I believe there will be people on the, on the GOP that will have the same kind of connections, who have made the same kind of money, et cetera, et cetera. They won't want to be exposed either. But I found it interesting. Not only did Nancy Pelosi flip-flop on something where they had no evidence. Well, now I understand it. But there's something else that sticks out. That Nancy Pelosi released right before, right, was it, uh, yeah, right after... She spoke and said impeachment. They released that President Trump had made a personal phone call to Nancy Pelosi. And he said, isn't there some sort of deal we can make here? And Nancy Pelosi's office reported, she said, no deal, Mr. President. Tell your people to obey the law and hung up. And that bothered me because I thought, what kind of deal could be made? What do I mean? What if 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 that was even true? Why would he make that phone call? What kind of deal could he make? Oh. I know. We're in mutually assured destruction, whether the president would use this for ultimate power or expose it. I don't know. But this is mutually assured destruction. One of these has to win. One of these has to win. They're either going to completely discredit and impeach Donald Trump or Donald Trump and his allies will expose them for what they were doing if indeed they were doing this in Ukraine. I don't think it's a far stretch to believe, uh, to not believe 
either of those or both of those could be true. We'll give you more on this coming up in uh, just a second. You check on John Solomon. Give me an up- update on John Solomon here in a second. John Solomon, he's the guy who's mentioned in this report. Supposed to be on with us here in a few minutes. Uh, but uh, we had a hitch uh, a few minutes ago, and I just want to see if, if he's still going to be on with us. Welcome to the 21st century. Imagine an office filled with state-of-the-art chairs with provide comfort for everybody who sits in that look incredibly futuristic and stylish at the same time. Imagine that they're all ergonomically beyond your wildest dreams and beyond the wildest dreams of your employees, and they mold to the shape of the user's body, and they make you feel like you never want to leave work again. Ah, it's corporate America. Well, you just imagined the X-Chair with its patented dynamic variable lumbar support. The X-Chair is what you need for a comfortable workday, whether you're working at home or in the office. It is the next generation of office chairs. And thanks to the X-Chair 30-day no-questions-asked guarantee of satisfaction, you don't have any risk. Most companies can't make that kind of offer because the risk of you having to send back and them having to pay the shipping cost would put them out of business. X-Chair knows... Join the future. Contact XChair today. Go to XChairBeck.com. Now, it's on sale for $100 off, so just go to XChairBeck.com. That's XChairBeck.com or call 1-844-4X-Chair. Go to XChairBeck.com right now. Use the promo code BECK and you'll receive a free set of the new X wheels with your XChair. That's XChairBeck.com, promo code BECK. You're listening to Glenn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're trying to figure out, because this impeachment hearing just doesn't make any sense on any level. Um, there's no smoking gun. Uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi said, uh, strike while the iron is hot. Well, the iron isn't hot. Most people do not want the president to be impeached, and that's on Democrats, too. They just don't want, they see it as a waste of time and a waste of money. Um, you've got an election coming up. So why is this happening right now? Um, uh, there's a few theories. Uh, one of them is it's going to come out if what Giuliani and Trump are saying is going to come out. You got to discredit. You've got to muddy the waters. You got to make it uh, like a um, a whataboutism uh, and try to make it about Joe Biden. I mean, I I'm starting to think that they're actually throwing Joe Biden to the wolves here. Um, because they've got a bigger pot of gold that they are trying to protect. So they're going to make this about Joe Biden, because that's all you're hearing about. This is nothing to do with Joe Biden. If the whistleblower's testimony is is true, and this is what Donald Trump is doing, I'm actually, I was like, well, you know, I was with Ben Sass. Let's wait, and I still am. Let's wait. But I am starting to see if this is true, what Donald Trump is doing, I'm actually with him. I think he was right to do it. Um, And he may have been doing it for selfish reasons, but this is the deep state. And that's what's being protected right now. This isn't about Joe Biden. This is about the DNC and the deep state at the State Department, the deep state and intelligence, all of the crooked people that were behind uh, the Fusion GPS report and leaking it to the press. This one is, this one's a big, nasty hairball. 
that if he rolls this down and he gets this right, he's going to take them all out. Press everybody. Everybody's going to be taken out on this one. It's a big deal. This is the kind of stuff that starts wars, quite honestly. This is the kind of stuff that, you know, people, you know, start to snuff people out. And, you know, you have a Archduke Ferdinand happen in Ukraine. Uh, this is dangerous, dangerous stuff. Um, you have to keep calm and carry on. And uh, don't listen to those who are screaming and shouting. Listen and use reason. Fix it firmly in her seat and question with boldness everything. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Seems to you know, I had a different show planned for you today because we didn't expect uh, we didn't expect this report to come out um, until later on. And uh, I urge you to listen to tomorrow's show because the empire is striking back and um, it is striking back all around the globe. It's not just the impeachment. And this is not about Donald Trump, and it's not about uh, Joe Biden. This is about something much, much deeper. Uh, you have trouble in the banking community. No one knows what it even is. That should tell you something. The British Supreme Court just eviscerated um, the prime minister over in England, and he is defiant, and he said... I will tie myself to the mast of the ship, and we are not turning away from Brexit. From Brexit, there is there's a lot going on, and it all revolves around the word chaos. There is a solution to it, but I, I just I want to go over it with you tomorrow and and ready yourself. That's tomorrow on the broadcast. You don't want to miss it. Welcome to the program. I haven't gotten to a single thing that I wanted to talk about today that is really, really important uh, because we have this nonsense going on about the impeachment hearings. But as we look at the whistleblower, um, a timeline emerges, and it's not about Joe Biden. It's not about anything Nancy Pelosi or the media are telling you what it's about. What is this really about it is disturbing, but I don't think in the way the media or the Democrats think. I, I think this is an epic battle of of the titans. And if I were Donald Trump and if I were the GOP, I would stop playing uh, defense right now. Don't defend it. Go on offense. Make sure they're having to answer the questions about what's in this whistleblower's report. Can you explain these things? 
It's time for the president to go on defense and forget about everything that they're trying to do to him. Because I believe this is a battle between the two titans and only one is going to be standing in the end. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I wish I had somebody like Greta Thunberg working for me several years back when we were trying to sell our house. She could have just stood there looking at the real estate agents we've been dealing with and said, this isn't right. This man should be across the country by now. You've wasted his time. You made him think that he was going to get this house sold when you really weren't doing anything. How dare you? (laughs) That's an effective tactic. I think you've got to use that. i I got to get my kids to rehearse that. Mm -hmm. Just got to spook the crap out of them so they think they only have 10 years to live. Sadly, Greta was nowhere to be found back then, which is why a number of years ago, my wife and I started Real Estate Agents I Trust, and the name says it all. What we did is we went to the experts, and it, it this kind of came out of something else that I was doing, and I'm finding myself with these 500 best real estate agents in the country as selected by the Wall Street Journal, and they're the ones with the best practices. And so, you know, as we're just talking about things, I'm like, okay, so how do you really find a real estate agent? How do you do this? There's, there's actually a way to figure out which real estate agent will sell your house and which one won't. Uh, and that is the track record of success that we look for when we're going to recommend a real estate agent to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. You want to get your house sold? You want to buy a new house? These are the people who help you do it and make sure that you have the most amount of money left in your pocket. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. So I'm, I'm writing to uh, Chris Stewart, uh, a friend of uh, the program and a friend of mine. Uh, and as I'm writing to ask him, hey, you have insight on this document. Uh, I look up to TV and there he is talking to the, the director of national intelligence. He just walked out of the hearing room to make the call. And he's on with us now, Congressman from Utah, Chris Stewart. How are you, sir? Glenn, it's good to be with you. You're the only guy I'd walk out of the hearing for. I, I, I think you're foolish for doing it. <laughs> uh, you have a front row seat, literally a front row seat. Tell me what you think this is really, what, what's really going on here. Well, it, it's nothing that we haven't seen for three years. Uh, and that's just not shocking. It shouldn't surprise anyone. This is a concerted effort by Democrats to, uh, to re- repeal and rescind the 2016 election. It's what they've been doing since the very day Donald Trump was elected. And, and Glenn, it's, it's not going to be successful. There's just nothing here that is impeachable. And if I could make this point, I think it's a fair point. I, I'm not here to protect the president. I'm not here to protect anyone. We just want to know the facts, but the facts just don't bear this out, unlike in previous impeachments. I mean, with Richard Nixon, the American people understood that that was wrong. There was a break-in. There was a cover-up. There was, uh, there was obstruction of justice. With Bill Clinton, the American people knew that it was wrong for him to be with an intern, and it was wrong for him to lie to a grand jury. And what in the world are you going to commit? How, how in the world do you convince American people that there's an impeachable offense here because he asked a foreign leader to investigate what he thought was corruption? And I think most Americans look look at that and listen to that and go, well, why in the world should we remove him from office for that? Yeah. And, you know, Chris, as I read this, because I read this this morning and you had access to it yesterday, mm-hmm. As I was reading this this morning, I don't think this is about Joe Biden. 
This is really all about the Russia investigation. What was going on, um, you know, when Obama was in in office? Were the Democrats using the Ukrainians to uh, look for dirt on Donald Trump? And, you know, that 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 CrowdStrike server thing is disturbing if you look at it from a different point of view. Then you all of a sudden go, wait a minute. That would explain why he would take this transcript and put it into an encrypted form that no one can get to unless subpoenaed by uh, by the Congress. No one can get into this because he's showing, I think, he's trying to make the case of a deep state. Am yeah, I wrong? I think there's... No, I think there's much more that, that we got to learn there. And you know what? With the crowd strike, it, it, there's just so much to this that many people are overwhelmed by it. But the yeah. essence of that is just exactly as you've described it. And by the way, this this thing too about whether this document was stored in a in a highly classified uh, server, um, it, we have no idea whether that's standard for uh, conversations between a head of state, and it certainly isn't criminal, and it may not be outside of the norm at all. So, I mean, some people are trying to make a big deal of that as if that's part of the cover-up. But, but A, it, again, we have no idea if that's not standard, and B, it doesn't mean anything anyway. So Ben Sass, uh, I mean, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer said exactly what I would expect them to say, and that is, oh, this is very disturbing. I read this and it's very... And so I, I read this today with an open mind thinking, okay, I'm going to find something disturbing. I haven't found it, uh, except I think I found a reason where all of it makes sense on what Trump is doing um, and what they're accusing him and why they flip so hard and made this their, their key to destroy him finally. Um, But I, I, what did Ben Sass, do you have any idea? Did you see anything in here? Because Ben Sass said, look, there's some things in here that I think we need uh, answers to questions on. And, you know, you shouldn't circle the wagons. And I agree with all of that. I'm not here to protect the president. Um, I, I want the truth. Um, but it, yeah. is there anything in here that stuck out to you? Well, I mean, I, I went into this with a little a little bit of anxiety. You never know what to expect. And in this world, heaven's sakes, you never know what to expect, right? Right. And I, I was fearful that there might be uh, something to this, some surprise to this. Uh, but And I read it carefully. I read it two or three times. I took notes, and at the end of this, which was late yesterday afternoon, uh, I'd be honest with you, Glenn, I was much more confident that this president was not going to be impeached yeah. than I was before I read the document. Me too. Once again, I, I said, is this it? I mean, is that really all there is to this? Uh, uh, and I think, again, you, look, it doesn't matter if you get to 217 votes in the House. You have to convince the American people. And the American people have to have had a consensus among them that this president has committed high crimes and misdemeanors and he should be removed from office. And I don't think there's a chance in the world that this document convinces the American people of that. And you talk about uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer being disturbed. But, Glenn, they've been disturbed for three years. Yeah, but here's the thing. This is the part that doesn't fit, Chris, that Nancy Pelosi has been against this. This makes no sense. She's been against this the whole time. Why, all of a sudden, with nothing, does she say, this is it? Got to strike while the iron is hot. The iron isn't hot. The American people, even Democrats, are not for impeachment. 
Yeah, you know what, Glenn? I think there's a, a actually fairly simple explanation for that, and it's and it's two elements to it. Number one is, and this is just obvious, and and you know this, and that is that she just finally reached a point with with her own uh, her own party, her own caucus, that she couldn't do nothing. And I think the genesis was that with those seven moderates uh, who represent you know moderate districts and have in the past have been kind of a buffer for her. When they wrote that uh, that editorial over the weekend, I think she felt like she had responded to this. But at the same time, the second element to this is this: she's not serious about this effort. If she was serious about an impeachment inquiry, that requires a vote on the House floor. She has to put her members on record of saying yes, we are seeking impeachment, and she hasn't done that. She's trying to split the baby. She's saying, yeah, 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 we're going to start an impeachment inquiry, and we're going to do it by doing the same thing we've been doing for the last right. you know, nine months. And that's the committee's doing the same, same thing. She's not serious about this inquiry, or she would have the vote and compel her members to say, yes, I want to proceed. And she hasn't done that. All right. Um, the guy who you just questioned, he is the director of national intelligence. He's the guy who stopped the memo from coming out and be given to Congress. They're saying that this is unprecedented. No whistleblower has ever been kept in the history of our country from Congress. Is that true? What do you make of of this and his testimony? Yeah, it's true, but there's a reason for that. And that is we've never had a whistleblower complaint that was an accusation against the president of the United States. And so then you have uh, elements of executive privilege. And the second thing that he had to consider, the law compelled him to consider, is was this outside of the jurisdiction of the director of intelligence, which it was. And look, Mr. McGuire, as I was adamant in my defense of him, this is a man of clear integrity. He found a deficiency and ambiguity in the law and did not know what to do. He wasn't trying to obstruct. He wasn't trying to protect the White House. He simply didn't know what legally he could do in this in this situation. And I think he did the only thing that he could do. You go to the Office of Legal Counsel and you seek their, their advice. That's what they're there for. But to create this narrative of my Democratic colleagues, and they attacked his integrity so often and so, re- and so repeatedly as if he's the problem. And then I said to them, if you think you're going to win on this by trying to convince the American people that this is a political stooge sitting before us, good luck on that. Because if anyone watches this hearing for even a few minutes, it's very clear. This is a military officer who has served his nation for 36 years. He's not here for political ambitions. He's here to serve his country, and that's what he was trying to do. So it's it's a... It was a threat to the national security, according to this whistleblower. Uh, it's a threat to the the presidency itself and the country. Uh, who does it? What should he have done? You say, well, it wasn't in his jurisdiction. So can't he pass that to somebody's jurisdiction? Or, you know, I, I he said he was asked, well, did people investigate this? And they did. What did they find or why did it not go to someone else? Well, and, and it, it gets a little bit complicated, Glenn, and I don't want to bore you with some of the technical legalities. But, I mean, what it comes down to is this. Uh, at what point, and it's not whether he had to. I mean, the objection of, of my Democratic colleagues is that he didn't do it immediately. But he had a 14-day window where he could seek legal counsel and make a decision. And, and it's apparent that, again, he and the uh, inspector general were in the disagreement and a bit of a loggerheads. And I think that we have to realize that, as I said, the law is deficient on this, and we need to address the law. 
but uh, but I mean, this information as a member of Congress, it's and I've made this clear repeatedly over the years. My job and the thing that I protect is allowing Congress to provide its oversight, allowing Congress to have access to this information. And I've always said this should come to Congress. But I recognize in this case there was a complicated legal process before it could come to Congress. Mm-hmm. And that's all that's what he was trying to comply with. And it seems to me that it only added fuel to the fire, um, you know, because they, you know, everybody knows they try to play off the Nixon thing. It's the cover up that got you in trouble. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, you know, if it's a legal process and this guy is is honorable, I mean, what are you going to do about it? Um, It just goes in to just make more smoke. Chris, I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Thank Thank you. you. Good to be with you. Uh, Representative Chris Stewart, uh, Republican from uh, Utah. I mean, legitimately right out of the hearing. Like, you'll see him go, but he's going to walk back into the hearing room in a second. We'll see him on C-SPAN walking back in. He just finished questioning. You're not going to get better, quicker insight from uh, (laughs) a real player in the story than that. And we should mention, too, John Solomon, who was supposed to be on here. Um, If you were looking for that interview, he had to reschedule till tomorrow. Um, had had apparently he said a meeting with a source that um, had just come up have just come up so he's rescheduled till tomorrow he was the guy who is not by name but his work is mentioned in the whistleblower report uh, extensively um, extensively and so he's going to come on and tell us what that is like to go through on tomorrow's program at this time and in one minute i want to come back and i'm going to give you the timeline Stu will take you through the timeline of this whistleblower report because it's all out of order, so it's kind of hard to figure out. But he's taken the time and put it all in order so you can understand it. And we'll get to that. Also, on today's television program, uh, we're going to take your phone calls. And I'm going to be taking phone calls right after this broadcast in about 40 minutes. If you'd like to come on, I'd love to hear your opinion. I want to know what you've pieced together what you're thinking, what your friends and neighbors are saying about this impeachment stuff, uh, call us now at 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. We're going to take your phone calls, uh, and we'll do that right after uh, this broadcast in about 40 minutes. So call now and uh, talk to our producers, 888-727-BECK. All right, let me tell you about Goldline. Uh There is something happening, as I'm going to outline to you uh, tomorrow. Whatever changed last week, we clearly still have a very big problem. They are still, the Fed is still bailing out the banks to the tune of 100 billion, I'm sorry, 160 billion dollars a day. Why? What happened? No one is answering this question. And it's gone from 50 billion to now they announced yesterday 160 billion dollars every day. At least they can tell us though which banks uh, no, they were can't. borrowing. No, they the money, can't. right? No, the Fed doesn't even know who they're borrowing who's borrowing the money. That's insanity. That's one of the most fascinating parts. It's legitimately an, an anonymous borrowing system. It is. That is something I need to get involved in. Yeah, you ain't kidding. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't borrow that 10 bill. All right. There's and tomorrow I'll get into this uh, because we have to. There's something wrong and it's and it's going to affect the entire world. I think this if this whistleblower complaint is what I think it is. 
buckle up 2020 is going to be an ugly ugly year for everything um that's why i would like you to consider gold and gold line i sat down i've been a strong advocate of buying gold for a long long time uh, a lot of people say i don't have the money for gold all right may i suggest you get into one of their more uh, popular investment vehicles their accumulation program you set aside $100 a month, and you can invest in gold or silver bullion. You can get also the free half-ounce silver, silver coin added for your first delivery by calling and asking about the accumulation special. So if you've said, I, I can't afford it, well, you can. You can. $100 a month, and it'll accumulate, and then you'll have gold, and they'll ship it to you. Please, just find out if it's right for you. Do your own homework. Find out why I have gold. Because it's going to become very important soon. Can I buy gold with anonymously borrowed money? <laughs> uh, surprisingly, if you were a bank, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. We break now for 10 seconds. Station ID. You know, that's one of the things, one of the things they say. They're doing. Hmm. One of the things they say the banks might be doing is they might have all gone into uh, oil and they might have put billions and billions of dollars on oil thinking that it was going to go up to $100 a barrel, and it didn't. And when it didn't, they have to pay for those uh, for those bets, and they're short. I mean, we don't know what's happening. That's what's really terrifying. All right, we do know what's going on with the impeachment, and it is not the story you're getting from the press. I urge you to go back and listen to the podcast today if you missed any of this show uh, Stu uh, is going to take us through this. Um, if you can't if you can't do it total right now, let's kind of give a recap of where we were and then go through the timeline in about five minutes. Yeah, well, you heard Chris Stewart go through a lot of this. Um, a couple of things that are important to know that you're hearing from the media that you need to know the truth on. Number one is at no point did Donald Trump say, uh, "I would like you." I would like you to do us a favor. Please investigate Joe Biden. And that's what all of the press was talking about yesterday. Right. That is the omission of a, like 540 words. Yeah, depending on who how they cut it, but it was between five and 550 words they cut out of that to make it seem like, do me a favor, he, investigate Biden. There's He's actually asking about the favor related to something completely different, which is about the, uh, the um, election and the meddling from Russia and crowd strike that's a longer story you've heard us tell it before but the bottom line is they are intentionally editing out 500 words with a with an ellipsis or just nothing we actually have some uh, audio on this maybe we'll play this after the break of multiple news sources cnn fox news even not uh, even saying the ellipses they're not even saying dot no, dot dot no you'll just see it on the screen just say one quote says do me a favor then they go to the next screen the next quote says investigate joe biden or whatever the exact quote is that's that's incomprehensible as a mistake it's only you, could possibly be done intentionally you would if you went to any college and you were writing something uh you know factual and college was fair you know, not not bias. If you well, let's say you were using this and you were doing it and you, this bias came in on the opposite end, you would ne- you would get a failing grade. You might even get kicked out of class for doing something like this. You've taken it so far out of context. You've skipped 
about 500 to 550 words to draw that conclusion. Mm. It is it's reprehensible what the press is doing. Even Fox News is doing this. All right, we're going to give you the whole timeline of what this really is all about. And it's not about Joe Biden. If you listen to the whistleblower stuff, it's not about Joe Biden. You're listening to Glenn Beck. And because it's not about Joe Biden, it's much worse for the Democrats. All right. um, Whether you have a lot of money in the bank or not, you do have a lot to lose when it comes to, you know, somebody coming along and stealing your identity. They're not just stealing your money. They're also stealing, in a lot of cases, your very credibility. This is the hardest thing about cleaning up identity theft is you have to now rebuild the good financial name you worked hard for. And it's everywhere. Once you're marked as bad bet, it's everywhere. That's why you need LifeLock. You need to make sure somebody is watching so they don't steal it in the first place. Now, nobody can, you know, stop all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but they're the best at it. And then if somebody has come in and they have taken your identity and just destroyed you, they have a team of U.S.-based restoration specialists that work to fix that. Act now for a limited time. You get 30% off with your first year if you use the promo code BECK. That's 30% off. I've done them for years. I've never seen them offer 30% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 30%. Offer expires October 6th. Don't wait. Join now. Go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription. We dive deeper into this document and all the accusations on tonight's TV program. This is the Glenn Beck Program, and we welcome you, and I want to thank you for your subscription to The Blaze and compliment you and also tell you you kind of a, you are in a position that really very few people in the country are in. You, because you subscribe to The Blaze, or if you just listen to this show every day, um, you know this story. You know this story better than any of your friends we we have done shows on this for months. We did a special on Joe Biden and a two-day special. And I invite you to go to my YouTube page, or if you're a Blaze subscriber, you'll you'll be able to find it right away. It is on uh, Joe Biden and Ukraine, and then the second special was Joe Biden and China. Came out earlier this year, or even late last year. Uh, we we did this this special, and we lined it all up. So you are in a very good place to be uh, because you know this, but you have a responsibility now to help share that with other people, to tell them to go to the YouTube page and watch those two specials. You have an understanding that most conservatives don't have. And I'll say it is a, it's a good position to be in, but it's also a frustrating one because yes. the media is presenting this. Think about the average person in America. What are they what are they getting out of this story? To Why? them, the first thing that happened was Donald Trump inexplicably is talking to the Ukrainian uh president mm-hmm. about trying to get dirt on Joe Biden, which to them if you didn't 
have any of this information, you'd think to yourself, well, that is a bizarre action. This guy's desperate. He's trying to ruin his political rival's campaign. He's just searching around for dirt. And so to the average person, this seems like Trump has made this dramatic, irrational move. To anyone in this audience who's been sitting here for the past six months to a year hearing this story weekly, at some points daily, and, and anyone can go on YouTube and watch it for free. It's all out there. I know it's, it was on glenbeck.com. You can go see all of this story, this story laid out in extreme detail with visuals. From five months ago. From five, six <laughs> months ago. Yeah. And the point here is that those people are going to get a completely different picture. So it is important for, you know, if you have a chance to share the YouTube thing, if you, you know, if you've, if you've known all this before, talk to your friends about it. And if you haven't watched it in a long time, go back and yeah. watch it because you have to have credibility and you have to have the facts. So when you're talking to people about this, don't get emotional. Don't make it about Joe Biden, because I don't think this is about Joe Biden. And I want to talk to Stu about I think we need to do a special next week. Um, and uh, I already have it in my head based on this. I think we can I think we can tie this thing together and explain it in a way that no one else is explaining. And I'll take it from both sides. I'll say, look, this is what the Democrats believe is happening. And here are the facts. And you look at it that way. Now, let me tell you what I think Donald Trump just did and what is is happening from his point of view. And you decide. But I think I can make a strong case, and I urge the president, don't play defense. Don't play defense. Offense, offense, offense. You have them. That's why they're panicking and doing this impeachment thing with no smoking gun, because you have them. And, and bringing attention to this story is, is beneficial not only to the president and and bad for Democrats, the but country. also for the country. I mean, it's important it's really that, good. that we find out the facts on this. I'll, I'll say that I was saw an op-ed yesterday that made a great point in that one of the big problems with conservative media, generally speaking, is we're very reactive. We let NBC come out with this big story and then we say, well, here's the truth about it or here's our spin on it or here's what we think is going on instead of leading this stuff. You know, and they complimented you specifically on this particular story, how we were way out in front of this and have been for you know a very long time t- telling you the details of the story because we believed it would become a really important election issue. It's really, fu- and here we are. And th- what's frustrating about the uh, about this as a as a process is the media is now presenting this major scandal about Joe Biden as a Trump problem exclusively. Now that that is it's to nuts. to anyone who's been listening to this story for six months, it's incredibly frustrating. You didn't cover any of this for six months, and now all of a sudden you're bringing it up as an important thing because you have a Trump transcript. Look, the important thing is mm. is that most hosts, most shows will tell you what happened yesterday. My job is to make sense of what happened yesterday while showing you what's coming tomorrow. And that's hard because most people don't want to hear the speculation of what's coming tomorrow, but look at the track record. It's pretty damn good. Uh, And if you don't understand what's coming tomorrow, all you're going to be doing is playing defense. All right, let's go back into the whistleblower and let's look at the timeline. This is basically what the whistleblower is accusing the president of doing in his timeline. 
And there was some confusion earlier kind of on the show as to some of these events and what order they came in. And the reason for that is the actual whistleblower report itself is out of order. It's all out of order. It's presented the facts of later date events that happen at later dates are first and then they go back and kind of backtrack so there's a little bit of confusion so let me lay this out in a timeline structure this is what they say this is not necessarily you know the the correct truth truth. this is just the accusation from the whistleblower right so what they say is in late 2018 late last year giuliani first met with the former prosecutor from ukraine shoykin um, this is the, the guy, guy who was fired, fired by Biden, who, by the way, on camera said very close to the exact same thing Trump is accused of. He took uh, he withheld money that Ukraine was expecting billion dollars, a billion dollars. Uh, and this is what Joe Biden admitted that he would withhold this money to unless they fired this particular prosecutor. That is Shoykin. OK, now. Giuliani in 2018 met with him. In late January, Giuliani met with Lushenko. Okay. Do we know anything at all about what Giuliani found out from Shoykin? Because remember, the accusation is mm-hmm. that Shoykin was going in and and going to question Gazprom and the big bank, mm-hmm. uh, the biggest bank over there, which had $1.8 billion of our money, our taxpayer dollars, mm-hmm. that just went offshore and just disappeared with the guy from from uh, Barisma, the gas company, right? And so the, we don't know exactly what was said in there. In fact, it's not even in the accusation what what, what went they talked down. About. Okay, but she's or he is leading is 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 building a case here. <laughs> is building a case here to try to say, hey, this is what I think happened. So these events happen in late 2018 Giuliani meeting, late uh, January of 2019, another Giuliani meeting. Mid-February, Giuliani, another meeting with Lushenko. Now, Lushenko is an ally of the president who lost to the talk show host guy who's in there now, Zelensky. Mm-hmm. Okay? So they are allies. What's the motivation for Lushenko talking to Giuliani? You could make the argument, and I think this is the implied argument, that Lushenko realizes his ally is about to lose this election— and is trying to uh, align himself with American interests so that he can save his job when Zelensky loses, right? So after these meetings happen with Giuliani, The Hill starts publishing articles and videos featuring comments from Lushenko. Lushenko says all sorts of things about the Democrats and all stuff that's bad for Democrats, okay? This is, again, the accusation. Not what we necessarily believe, but this is the accusation. The implication of this uh, allegation is basically Giuliani met with these people, uh, Lushenko in particular, and that those meetings resulted in Lushenko outwardly and publicly saying really bad things for Democrats that the media barely picked up, but mm-hmm. they, they were said publicly. Really Hill, bad. <clears throat> really bad. Like, yeah. they went through us to get to Russia to find out stuff on Trump to affect the 2016 election. Yeah. That kind of bad. Bombshell type allegations. Bombshell bad. So this is in March 2019. In March, on March 31st, that was the first round of the Ukrainian elections. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in this, uh, the ally of Lushenko survives to get to a runoff, but is losing. In April, On April 21st is the Ukrainian runoff. Zelensky blows out the other guy. So now... Uh, 
you have Lushenko, who has been talked about as losing his job if Zelensky wins. He had this background uh, work done with the Americans. I think, you know, at least the implication of the allegation is, all right, well, this guy is... Um, uh, if uh, now I can get the Americans to help me keep my gig, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, on April 25th... So he was a truth teller until he right. started talking to Trump. Right. Then he's all lies. On April 25th, Trump comments on these stories from The Hill. Now, The Hill, a lot of this stuff came from John Solomon. He's our guest on tomorrow's program in this hour. Uh, he was supposed to be on today, but a last-second cancellation. Potentially, was it related to the fact that he was mentioned, essentially, in the whistleblower report? Uh, I don't know, uh, but he said he had a source meeting, so we'll find out about that tomorrow. On May 9th of this year, the New York Times reported that Giuliani was going to Ukraine to meet with Ukrainians. In On May 11th, Lushenko met with the current president, Zelensky, the talk show host guy. Okay, In mid-May is when the whistleblower says they first started hearing rumors about all of this. So they have no, no, this person who is the source of this allegation had no knowledge about any of this stuff other than what was publicly reported until mid-May. So this is after the election and everything. Between May and early July, Trump uh, will, uh, the allegation is that Trump said he will only meet or call with the new Ukrainian president. He'll only meet with him and only give him the call if he, quote, plays ball. Now, there's no, the quote is is not an actual quote. Again, mm-hmm. this person doesn't even claim to have witnessed or seen any of these things themselves. They're mm-hmm. reporting second and third hand information. But that's the thing. So the allegation is Trump is, is holding back this meeting, holding back the, this call because he wants him to play ball and get me dirt on, on Biden. In June, Zelensky um, asked for a replacement of Lushenko. So it didn't work for Lushenko if he tried mm-hmm. to do this. Uh, in mid-July, uh, the whistleblower began learning of the policy of withholding funds to Ukraine. This is a big mm-hmm. part of this allegation, if he withheld funds for the, the dirt on Biden, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in July 25th was the call that we all got the transcript of yesterday. And then in August, Lushenko was actually removed from that job. So he's no longer in the prosecutor job, prosecutor general job. So if you see this, so the... the, the At what point did the... U.S. ambassador that was fired, at what point did they get in and stop uh, uh, Ukrainian investigators from coming over to the United States to explain and arrest people? I don't have that date in this timeline. I know it was referenced in here. That is an important part. The The U.S. ambassador was, uh, who was an Obama appointee, was obstructing justice in Ukraine uh, and has been removed. Uh, allegedly. Obstructing uh, well, justice. Yeah, allegedly mm-hmm. obstructing justice, according to the Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was covering, allegedly, for something that the Democrats were doing or these oligarchs were doing. Uh, and that was one of the complaints that came from Zelensky to Donald Trump. And Donald Trump removed her. And so we'll, we'll, there's a lot more going on here and I want to take the time and really lay it out and show you what I think is really going on. Cause I, I, I have a, a decent gut on some of these things and, uh, 
and I think I know what is going on, and I want to explain it to you, and we'll do a special next week. Join the Blaze now, uh, blazetv.com, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, and you'll save 10 bucks. By the way, your membership helps us do research on things like this, so we can be ahead of the game. All right. <clears throat> I want to talk to you about pain relief, and that... Star Trek movie where Captain Kirk says to McCoy, I don't want my pain taken away. I need my pain. No, you really don't. Uh-uh. You don't have to live in pain. I, I'm a firm believer in the 21st century. Now, the pain relievers that we have were actually old German pain relievers. Yeah, that's where oxycodone and cotton came from, uh, was uh, the Germans. Thank you, Germany. You just keep on giving. Anyway, this is not a drug. This helps relieve inflammation. It was invented by doctors. About 70% of the people who try it go on to buy more because they get their lives back. Try Relief Factor's three-week quick start pack for only nineteen ninety-five. Get back to doing what you love. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. This is the Glenbeck Program. Hello and uh, welcome to the program. All right. In just a few minutes, I am going to uh, take your phone calls uh, and I want you to line up now, 888-727-BECK. I want to know what your thoughts are on this impeachment process, uh, where you think we may have it wrong, where the media, we know where the media has it wrong, um, what the president should do. You know, are you disturbed by any of the stuff that is going on? I will tell you that I started the day before I read the whistleblower stuff. I started the day going, okay, well, I don't know where this is going to go, but I think he's in the clear here. I think I can understand it. I didn't understand at the beginning of the day why Nancy Pelosi would turn on a dime. There's nothing here. So what is going on? Uh, now I think I really do understand it, and I'm. I think the president needs to go on, uh, on offense, and forget defense. It's going to be hard for him to do, but stop playing defense on this because they're making it all about him and Joe Biden, and that's not what this story is about. It is not about Joe Biden. That's what the media is doing, uh, and it's a lot deeper than that. I would love to hear your point of view. Please call right now, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Also, tonight, doing uh, phone calls, Ask Glenn Anything, tonight, 5 o'clock, only on Blaze TV. Don't miss it. And join us, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Uh, use the promo code Glenn and save 10% now. You're listening to Glenn Beck. 